that was um, the ending song from the last video I made. And every time I listen to it, I wish there was more. Um, I can, I'm like, I can do more with that. I could keep going. But there seems to be something about um, leaving it at that, that um, it's kind of the point. And uh, I guess as I think about what the show has been and where I'm at right now, I'm also beginning to think of how I'm going to um, uh, land the ship here. And I don't know what it would be like, you know, having done this podcast every week for just over a year now. I don't know what it will feel like to not do it. Um, that scares me, but I think the the last week or two, I've been wondering what it would be like to, um, to let it go. So what I'm going to, my, my current, let's call it a draft of a plan is, and I've got uh what poem did I write this month? I'm at like 940. I'm not going to look it up. I'm, I always one thing I've learned is to uh stay off the computer when uh when recording these things. It just doesn't it's just pointless. Well, it's not pointless. 940 something and the whole time I've been writing these poems for a couple years now I'm always wondering what's where does it go and the goal from not from the beginning but after a little while after I had a couple hundred I was like it'd be cool if I got to a thousand that just you know that's a big number a thousand of anything is you know a lot and uh and that's coming up in probably still take me about two months um, to get to a thousand poems on this train of thought here. But I think at that point, I'm going to to call it and and let go of this whole process. Meaning, you know, if there's no poems, there's no podcast, even though I, I could still record the podcast, but it feels like the two things are pretty um, pretty connected at this point. So we'll see. I mean, nothing needs to get set in stone. It's just, you know, me versus me here. But um, the fact that it scares me to stop doing it makes me want to, makes me feel the need to, to try to do that. Um, I also, you know, I don't know what, like what happened when one day I was like, like, it happened gradually, but 
um, all of a sudden I'm like writing a daily poem. I'm recording a podcast. I'm making videos. Uh, I have all these kind of, um, what's the expression? Plate spinning. Uh, and within the videos, especially, you know, it's like, okay, now doing all the soundtracking for it, doing all the shooting for it, all the editing for it. It's a lot of things that go underneath that. And that's great. I mean, I think it's really important to stay in a place where you can't look back and say you weren't. Um, I'd like to, to keep myself in a place where I'm doing more than I should be doing, uh, overexerting myself. I just think that, um, you know, A, I'm addicted to it, but B, I'd like to operate in this way that I feel like I have nothing left. And then, and then to prove, and then to not to necessarily prove, but then to see what's beneath that. It's like, wow, I really have said everything I want to say. I've used up all my ideas. It's a blank slate. I'm good. It's like, and then when you're at that point, that's, I feel like that's what I'm interested. There's always something else. And, uh, and I think that's important because sometimes we have these big ideas as to this big movie we want to write or, you know, the novel we want to write or some giant project. And it's like, I don't know, um, that the idea for that thing, maybe it should just stay as the idea for that thing. And that's as good as it needs to be. If you can visualize it, it's like, it's done. That's it. There's no, why render it? I mean, I understand the why, but it's all, that usually only kind of works to kind of serve uh, your ego, or at least that's how it felt for me. And instead, over the years of, of, of trying all this kind of stuff, it's, um, I guess I feel like I learn more about myself, my real self, when I try to make stuff, when I have nothing, when I feel like I have nothing left, and then there's something, what's beneath there? And, uh, and that's what I want to keep doing. So, So I found myself in this place of overexerting myself, doing clearly way too much every day. Um, and that was fun, but, but, and, and it is fun, but something that I want, I have the, the urge to combine all of those things. I, I want them all to kind of, I feel like I'm throwing out these separate, it's like if someone was like, Hey, like, what I want to do in life is uh, make shoes. Uh, that's like, that's my, that's what I do. I make shoes. Um, but I also own a pizza restaurant and I fix cars on the side too. You're like, just fix the fucking, stick with the shoes. We don't care about the pizza and the, and the, the 
um, and the, the word was it car mechanic. <laughs> it's just you know, we we. It might be fun to do all those things, and it might be a little more safe because you feel like you have backups. But what I've noticed, like when I look at other people's work, is and I know this is kind of it's silly, but it's just kind of true. Where I just kind of have this want for them to do one thing. Um, I don't expect them to, and I don't really care. But I just kind of get used to someone in one certain way and you, and you just kind of have this uh, it's what you kind of want and so when I think of myself and where where I'm at right now for whatever reason the videos just seem to really have uh, those feel like they're at the middle of, of all of this stuff and so what I want to do, it's not like I want to keep with this. I've spent the last year on this podcast, I guess, growing comfortable um, talking from my developing this point of view, right? And I almost feel like it's now I want to, now it's leaking out in the into the world of the podcast and I kind of want to fix that that leak so that this point of view streamlines into the videos and the writing the daily writing feels like and that's over in and that's leaking into this other puddle and i want to move that energy into the videos too so the only way to do it i've been trying every the last few weeks to kind of consciously direct those things back those things towards the video it just doesn't really work and i think because i don't these are great vehicles for for those for all that energy and so maybe i need to just stop and uh and then they'll naturally find their way into uh into that place so i can give all of myself to all of that energy towards the videos instead of spreading it um, across all these mediums. Another part of this is that I want to be more, I'm, I'm actively trying to f understand how to be a, the, a, the parent that I want to be for my kid. And one of the biggest struggles from the, from day one has been being present and it's like I talked about it a lot I'm like I just want to be I want to be present for her before she was born I, I always said that and I really thought it and then once she was born I'm like seeing how easy it is to um, lose sight of that and I feel like one way of streamlining all of these efforts and just being able to organize my days is by um, consolidating the mediums. And, uh, and I, think, I think that would be better. But I'm also really sad about the thought of letting go of 
both writing of the daily poems, which have brought me so much um, happiness and stability and life. And the same goes towards this very podcast. Um, it's it's really you know I talk about it a lot of weeks. I'm always saying like you should you should start a podcast if you have even if you don't have the urge you should just do it because it can be really fulfilling and for me it is you know but but I do trust that the skills that I've learned from doing both of those things um they're not going to just disappear and if they do then I start it again it doesn't matter then I just hey guys I don't, I, uh, I said it was done but here we are again <laughs> I can always come back but I want it I want to try to let it go so that's what's going to happen until I change my mind because you know and I might vary this all I, I think this is what I'm doing but I'm I'm a little crazy and I uh, go through a lot every week as to what my perspective is and that's kind of my how I've always been so you know that said let's get to a thousand and then call it and uh, I think that'd be a pretty cool it, it makes it seem really interesting I guess to end something you know when there's uh something any story any story that we love it has to end and um and that's what there's so much of the beauty of of any story is the ending especially when you don't want it to end and uh i guess that uh that that song that i played at the beginning um is uh kind of represents that um that's what i what i hear from that song it's pretty pretty cool um okay yeah i think things are getting a little more stable on my end um i was struggling the last couple weeks i don't really know why um, but I was, and it's always that chicken and the egg thing. Is it a chicken and the egg thing where, um, on one hand, I'm like, am I going through these kind of like this, this, am I, am I having this kind of, uh, am I grappling with this, this bad mood because that's you just woke up like that or is it because of the factors in your life or is it a mix of both um which is what my old therapist always used to try to talk me into is like listen like you're it's black and white it's not black and white is not intelligent um it is it's a mix it's always a mix of of it's complicated so Um, it is what it is, but we had a really good weekend together, me and Miriam and Nora, 
Um, we went on a little road trip yesterday, just like, you know, an hour and a half out of town. We drove to, to a random farmer's market. It was closed by the time we got there. <laughs> but we ate at this really nice um, kind of hot dog stand and uh, found some this is these really good coffee beans. Like, holy shit. Um, the place is called Mon Monogram, not like M-O-N-O-Gram, M-O-N-I-Gram, and it's in Cambridge, Ontario. And uh, and their anniversary blend. I'm just like this was this is the coffee. This is, you know, I tried a lot of different coffees, and I'm really not like, I like drinking. A lot of types of coffees like I, I don't mind drinking a dollar piece of shit fast food coffee versus the five dollar drip coffee from whatever place I, I'm I'm here for all of it I really I, I enjoy it but this fucking was good this was this was damn good um, so anyway if you find yourself um, in the area of Cambridge, Ontario. You gotta go. You gotta stop there and get that, uh, and get those beans. Try it out. It's great. Um. Yeah, we went on that trip. It was really nice. And um, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to relax, as like, not trying to relax for my the sake of my health and the, and to try to be present for my daughter um trying to take care of my uh my physical self which is fucking hard i'm uh just not good at it but i'm seeing this physio and uh you know it's costing me money but i'm he's 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 a good guy and he's teaching me um he's showing me like on my body like hey look these a lot of simple little tests of like just you know it's more about like the nerve connections and stuff and he's like this isn't see this this is you know your leg can move this way and it can move this way but look it can't move this way and your other leg can move in all those ways so that there's one area there that seems to uh, need some strengthening for whatever reason so um so he's shown me a bunch of exercises that can kind of work that out. And then there's like certain kind of movements where he's showing me like, look, you're, it looks seems it's like you're almost like your brain is not connected to this, these parts of your body. Like it just doesn't, can't move them right. Um, it's kind of in my chest and core. He's like, it's not, it's not, it's like, it's not about weakness. It's like, it's almost like my brain is just offline there. So he's trying to just, Get me to understand how all this works. And I sp spend a lot of time, um, I think, uh, writing, editing, you know, doing computer work. That's uh, one of my, that's probably my gate, the great, the great passion of my life. But it's hard on your body, you know? Um, after years and years and hours and hours and so i'm trying to figure that out and i gotta like 
you got a kid it's like you got to pick up the car seat you got to pick up the kid you got to carry all their stuff and it's like you need to to it's you got to be able to move and she's only going to be getting heavier so i got to really keep up with that um so that's a that's a big part of what's going on and um you know two weeks ago i could barely even walk so how much i fucked up my back from just not working not taking care of myself so i'm figuring that out and um and my teeth as well there i got i'm fine but um you know i've been seeing this dentist that's close to the the new house here and uh miriam had some of these benefits these benefits that um you know then that dentist uh taught me some how to floss which is i had some issues with my teeth that we figured out they put a bunch of needles in my gums and stuff and anyway it's, it seems like i learned a bunch from them too as to how to take care of my teeth my teeth and my back that's like the uh that's what's been going on lately so you got to pick your battles because you can't um there's so much to take care of in life like you could be like okay like i'm deficient in x vitamin and you know i gotta like i have this injury or whatever i gotta take care of this you gotta you can't take care of your everything you have like at least i can i gotta pick some so it's like i picked my back and my teeth and and overeating that's the other one i think that's gonna that's something i gotta get under control i think especially like um during the miriam's pregnancy it was like let's we just eat everything like that she wants and just like dieting wasn't like the thing to do at all so you know we just were uh gotten to some habits there of a lot of like eating a lot of fun stuff and then once the baby was born it's just like still we were kind of the world was our buffet and uh I'm like fuck my pants are <laughs> I can't go pants shopping again uh, I gotta get lose like those whatever couple pounds to get back into my pants here, and so it's portion control. And when you overeat, you know you get it fucks you up. So I think those are my uh, that's what I'm trying to do, and it's it's uh, it's tough for me because all I really ever want to do is sit on my computer and edit and write and film stuff and make music and whatever, but other responsibilities i'm trying to sort out and uh okay so that's the gist of um of where i'm at and um i don't know you know how to get in touch with me uh and if you don't you can um joshua barsky at gmail.com we can always talk offline and um, um, let me know. Let's see what kind of poems we got this week. Um, this is 
August 27th to September 1st. Being there. I have to brush my teeth soon. And then I have to close my eyes and go to sleep. And then I have to have a dream. And then I will wake up and I'll give my cat some breakfast and I'll make my coffee. The day will be new and I'll try to be there. Some, di some days I'm there and other days I'm not. Some days I'm able to get there and other days I'm unable. I cannot expect that every day I will be there. That's pretty good. Um, when I was reading that, I skipped a single word too that I'm going to rewrite history and remove from the record because I don't want it there. One thing I'm excited about if I do stop with all of this craziness is I'll have this manuscript of a thousand poems that I can do something with um, if it's whittling them down it's like the best hundred or something maybe like developing them a bit developing those ones a bit more and turning it into like a a book that I think is is readable and a, a book of a thousand poems like it's just I don't know like whatever but to really kind of go in and refine them and edit them, take some time. I think that actually might be kind of nice. I think what I would call that book is The Idiot Tree, which is, and I was trying to write this novel with that as the, that was the title. I tried a bunch of different ways. I even read some excerpts of it on this show months ago. And I, you know, I, I'm not like disappointed that I never finished it, but um, I knew it was weird because I was like, I was confused about the form in that I knew that what I was the point of view for it, what the, what it would turn itself, what it was, was these poems, but I wanted it to be prose. And I was like, I think I was just attached to this idea of writing it as prose, but my kind of more, um, the voice that was saying what I wanted to say was this one, the, the one that wrote these poems. So I was a bit kind of confused and just hung up on form stuff. And uh, I think I'd be ready to, to kind of put that together. Um, I was talking about this kind of chicken and the egg idea um, in the intro. And this is really just that. It's just saying sometimes you wake up and you're there. You're present and you're doing good. And other days you're not. You're just like, can't get into it. And uh, I don't know. This idea of like um, depression, anxiety is uh, confusing. 
Um, but uh, it's just it's what it is. And uh, sometimes you just uh, sometimes it's just there. And other days it's not. State of the Union. I have been having a hard time focusing and taking care of myself. I don't know what it is. Perhaps I've been drinking too much coffee. This might be how a lot of people feel as new parents. I've only been a dad for two months. It seems difficult to get my feet into the ground. Um, good example of you know the last couple of weeks i think one thing i really learned it's it's such a fucking awesome i'm so i'm feeling so bittersweet <laughs> about this podcast i'm like fuck how can i stop doing it and i don't i really don't have to but i'm like emotional about it um one thing that I really learned from this whole process of writing a thousand poems and doing this podcast is that um, endings, you know, I was really um, learning how to end something with forward momentum rather than resolving everything perfectly and, and forcing that resolve onto things. Um it's sorry just hbo shows are just like like playing in my head as i say that namely the ending of succession which i was like i needed more um and uh i needed one more twist of the knife and i think i talked about this before but it's because at the end of season three it was like there were two thoughts put into your head. Okay, what's his name? Tom is going to get it. And uh, uh, and it's going to go with, uh, what's his name? The guy, the Nordic guy. Um, whatever, Skarsgård. It's going to be them two, basically. In some they're in cahoots and that was a great twist at the end of three that was like really exciting and then four came season four came and then that happened by the end and i was like wait but the show was so they'd set this pattern of season like the every ending of every season was so beyond what I could have ever expected or what I could have ever um, come up with or like my wild, whatever my wildest theories were, they always like go completely somewhere else and it was way better. But then that, so, so what was not satisfying to me was that the ending of the whole show is like, you guys put that idea out at the end of last season. And there was this expectation or and pattern that i had that you guys set up and did so masterfully i know you can do it that would just like showed me something that i would have never 
did that that twist, gave me that twist. So I, I was left feeling like I wanted one more of those. And uh, and and then I think of the Sopranos where they just pulled the plug, you know. And I actually think that that Sopranos ending was made was almost to me. I actually felt more satisfied by that than this than the Succession one. And maybe I got to watch Succession again. Anyway, um, those are like the most epic endings of like you know our era, but. Um, the, but I guess like thinking about those and thinking about what I feel like I've learned from writing all these poems is like just walking away when the momentum is the moment of realization, walking away when like, right when, when it happened, when you, when you said what you needed to, you don't have to stick around and make sure it's clear and answer questions and tie it up from the beginning. Like I used to really force myself to do almost like, how do I make this a perfect circle by the end? And, uh, so this was, this poem state of the union was an example of just like putting it down right when it was what it was, what I thought it was, what I need to say. I feel like that's something I grew, I've grown comfortable with and, and I'm happy about how it's gone. Um, I watched a movie called Million Dollar Baby this week. Maybe you've seen it. That was a great ending. It really resolved and really tied a ribbon on things and it's kind of like they did it right. Um, but it's an, and, uh, and, and that's kind of the proper ending, but, uh, I don't know if it's like poems don't need to have a proper ending. And now I'm, I'm kind of talking in circles being like comparing giant TV shows and movies and, and all that. Um, the TV show ending it's all fucked up. <laughs> Endings are fucked up. And uh, and they're really difficult to do right. But this poem, State of the Union, it seems difficult to get my feet into the ground, it says at the end. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the uh there's no wisdom, there's no nothing. It's just like that's that's how I feel, that's what it was. I don't know if it's like entirely satisfying though as a poem, even just going against what I've feel like I've learned and what I'm what I'm saying so I guess what I'm searching for is like there was how I think things are supposed to end logically and what satisfyingly with a nice ribbon and then there's walking away at that peak moment and I guess next I need to learn kind of the combination of both I think that's and I don't know what's beyond there but I, I'm like I would love to keep going and figure out figure that out what how to end something get better at ending things when it comes to to hmm. 
when you think about like writing what it means to write like put together any kind of like narrative regardless of how abstract or how like realistic or whatever it might be the ending is like so important if you're watching something or reading something and it's like okay the beginning is obviously it's all important there's no non-important part but i'm just like it's focus on the ending focus on the ending again and once you know the ending you can you can write the beginning sometimes I don't know. I also don't believe that. Fuck. I'm like, it's good to to wrap my brain in a knot. So what I that's what I love. Uh, I love doing that, and uh, and I've done it. So uh, that's a, it's in a knot, and some and I don't and I don't. I'm not going to untangle it <laughs> with our pictures. Do you think sometimes? I, Sometimes I laugh and I and I feel like it's a better laugh and other, and other times I laugh and I'm like there was some uh it's kind of like some insecurity or pain behind it. I'm like if I was if I was interested in being like a great podcaster, which I'm just not. I like I like re- recording these things, but like the idea of like succeeding in the world of podcasting is just like not I just don't it's just not what I want to do um that's actually it's really good to know that like I think what I want to be best at is making videos and I want to be best at making videos I don't even want to be the best writer I've never wanted to be the best writer I just really value writing and I, and I want to be the person who values writing the most, I think. I think that's where my ego is with it. Because I don't write good things. I know I don't. Um, and it's like I don't even want to. But I find like I'm so adamant about advocating for the importance of sitting and writing. So I don't know. But making videos, I'm like, damn, like I want, I'm like, I want to be like, like I, I really want them to be, I want them to be great. Um, that's, it's true. It's true. More and more. Uh, and they are getting better. Okay, let's read this next poem. I was looking at a book I got from the library. Is about a painter. Most all of the paintings he made seemed simple enough. He showed things the way he wanted to. His paintings have a way of tricking you into seeming realistic, but if you stay with them, you realize they aren't at all. There are, thi- there are things like gas stations, bridges, and people in rooms. What I like most about his pictures is that they don't panic when you aren't paying attention to them. They aren't desperate, like we are, with our pictures. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in a phase of getting 
remembering that you can get art books from the library. Um, these like just giant picture books that you can take home and just look at. You don't have to. They're so valuable. They're so expensive. And the library has all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and none of them are in like crazy high demand, but it's really fun. Just like get one of these books from the library and just thumb through it for, you know, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever. And give it back and get another. Uh, so that's my current library, uh, what I'm getting. And I got this book, uh, Edward Hopper, the painter. Um, and he's like, I see his stuff and I'm not like completely, um, he's not like my guy or anything, but I really like, there's certain things that he does that are just like really cool. I really admire him a lot. And, um, it's like, it's so much. And it's the same with that Saul Leiter book that I got last time. I was talking about, um, it's like the confidence of these people and the conviction of like their choices that I think stands out more than technical skill, um, or like anything like that's, I feel like that's what I see is like, I see his pictures and it gives me this feeling of like, um, like I see his, his, what he's trying to say. And, uh, and that's the value. That's like what I, what I enjoy about them. Um, and it's, you know, the subjects he picks, like they're the right kind of mundane where it's like, wow, like, it's so mundane that it just makes you, it's so exciting. He has a bunch that are of um, people in the audience. I think they were like his later, like kind of his the last paintings that he did. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, like I just opened the book and put, it's near the end, like 1963. This is actually, I'm, it's amazing that when you open a book and you go right to the fucking page you wanted. He has this one painting um, called Intermission, 1963. Yeah, and it says, in this, one of the four last pictures he painted. So yeah, it's right at the end. It's like just this woman sitting in this row in the stage. Like there's like, you see like a sliver of the stage, just enough to know that there's a stage there. And then she's sitting in this seat and, and there's no one else around. It's like clearly everyone else went to go stretch their legs and, um, and, um, drink their, get their drinks or whatever. But she's just stayed cause she's enamored with the show. She's just sitting there like looking plain, but I'm like, that's a fucking awesome picture intermission. And it looked like he did a couple like that. Um, of just people in the audience at the show and uh, I really liked that and just made me like damn like keep made me really want to like keep trusting my instincts and trusting like what what I've been doing 
I'm like filming like dumb shit. Well, dumb shit. Like I'm filming things that aren't anything. Like it's just like, okay, we're eating dinner. Okay, uh, you know, we're uh, going on a walk again. And there's one side of that that's like, you know, very of the last, like the the vlog, vlogging kind of Truman Show-esque like content stuff of the last, whenever that was invented, like 10 years, I guess, most of just, you know, people Instagramming their whole lives, which is not like, I'm not against, like, I know, like, it's really a common thing to just make fun of and be like, no one cares what you eat for lunch. But I'm like, I don't know, I'm fucking document it. Like, great. It's awesome. <laughs> have as long as you're having like have fun and it's stressful like when you you know like i know you're worried about the likes and and you're addicted to it but it's like i don't know it's like a weird it's a weird thing we're all dealing with and there's no reason to like point the finger at these people and be like like you fake fucking loser like you know how everyone does that but then when you look at like some of these these artists who are around obviously way before any of this stuff and see kind of like the self-portrait or the, or you see like you know the mundane still lives paying the same like thing over and over again like for him for for hopper he painted like people through windows like over and over again it was like nothing but it became something the, the more he did it and because uh, he was interested in it and he wasn't like turning around and being like i'm ashamed of myself for doing this at least the paintings don't show that weakness and and it's really inspiring it makes me want to um trust my instincts more and not question um what i'm doing okay check out this amazing transition the worst artist in canada I'm sitting at the table eating slices of cheese. I'm anxious as usual. Less anxious than I was this morning, but still anxious. When I use the word anxious, what I mean is thinking about the future and obsessing how things are going to go wrong. It is a compulsive thing. It is like my brain gets addicted to it. Worst case scenario, I lose my job. Worst case scenario, I'm the worst artist in Canada. I'm laughing while I think of myself as unemployed and the worst artist in Canada. It isn't so bad imagining myself as I've been many times before, unemployed and the worst artist in Canada. Um, it's pretty funny to watch my train of thought and always to zoom out and be like, wow, I'm so inspired by the confidence of Edward Hopper the next day I'm likely going to fail and and I'm probably the worst I think that I might think I'm literally the worst creative attempter in the country in my small little country um, but it was good to isolate that thought you know and be like is that I think that's what it is I'm like sometimes I just feel like a really bad artist and I'm like yeah I'd really I do a lot. I, I really, uh, oh, there's Mouse. He needs his food. Give me a sec here. 
hungry. photo from my mom-in-law and Miriam and Nora are in this swimming pool at, at Miriam's aunt's house and they look really happy. She looks really happy. Um, that's amazing. I pressed the heart button. Um, okay. Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's like, okay, so, so imagine yourself, you're the, you're literally the worst artist in the country. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's helpful just to like, really imagine that worst case scenario, and then be like, okay, it's done. It's over. You're that. That's who you are. Now you can let it go. But I think if you if you never catch the thought, it's always ahead of you, and you're always like trying to run from it and trying to outrun it. But it's like I think what was really good for me in this particular situation is I was like, yeah, that's that's the worst case scenario, and uh, I guess that's it's not so bad. I've been kind of living it for you know a decade more than a decade i'm i'm older now i'm 36 i've been trying to make it as an artist since i was 16 years old like i don't really know before that um but definitely like 16 at 16 onward it's like that's been it and now i'm 36 so 20 years of just really feeling like a terrible artist. And even when I was six, I was like, damn, I'm the worst artist, but I want to get better. Like, I, I remember I've always carried that thought ever since when I was as young as one of my first memories. I know I talked about this before is like drawing a picture and being, being like, this is awesome. I made such a cool picture. I'm like so into it. And then uh, not getting the recognition. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was warranted. Taking it somewhere, like taking it elsewhere and not getting the recognition that it, I felt was what it, uh, what it felt to me, what it was. And, and that's, that's, I guess that's been my whole life the worst artist in Canada. It's a wonderful thing. And and to be like the idea of the starving artist, like it's like fuck. What a piece of shit stereotype, but also like it's hard to make money as an artist. And art takes up all your time when you really do it. So, it's fucked. And there's a tortured artist and there's the starving artist. And uh, I don't know. Like, there are two different things. It's like the work itself is like the torture 
And then there's like the part where it's like, I have such a hard time like doing business with it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's complicated. It's a lot of, uh, get workers comp for the, for the, the accident on, uh, the accident in the workplace. What do they call it? Accident on set is is what they call it in the film business, but I don't know. Someone, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Morning parking lot outside the physiotherapist's office. This morning, I was a bit early for my physiotherapist's appointment. I went to the other end of the strip mall and got a coffee at Tim Hortons, and I drank it in my car. After a few minutes, I drove back to the other end of the parking lot and parked in front of the physiotherapist's office. I sat and drank more of my coffee and enjoyed being in the parking lot in the morning. <laughs> okay, great, great work, buddy. That's, uh, you know, it's such a bad poem, but that's why it's so good. That's why it's good. I shouldn't say it's so good. That's why it's works is it's just like, I just wanted to remember, like, you know, it was just like, sometimes you're, you're up in the morning and like, there's people who actually like, are about to go have like a, they're about to like have a real day of work where they're like using their hands and, uh, you know, contracting and stuff. And, and you're up and the sun's kind of like just started and you're, it's like, pre-rush hour traffic shit you're like i don't even deal with rush hour i'm working before people are even getting to the office and uh it's a beautiful thing there's like a quiet it's a quiet in the morning and and i like being a part of that every once in a while um and uh i guess i was just trying to hold on to that moment a bit before fixing up my back Imagine with these fucking, I mean, that'd be, I was talking to Mary about that, like, it'd be really helpful to get a job in which I did exercise, because I have such a hard time exercising, it'd be like, it'd be great if I could get paid to, to exercise, <laughs> I feel like that would help, but I'm just pretty, physically, I'm not the most useful, anyway, uh, I can't believe I'm, up at the hour mark here. I really thought this was going to be, I was so, so sure. I was like, this is going to be a 20 minute episode. I have no idea what I'm, I have nothing to say, but now I'm going into what I consider overtime through the last one. Saturdays. It's difficult to enjoy Saturdays. I try to relax, but I just get anxious. Tomorrow is Saturday. I will try not to watch too many videos on my phone. I will try to walk as much as possible. I will try not to drink too much coffee. I will try to cook. I will try to have fun doing something that isn't making something or writing something down. I will try to take a nap or sit quietly and read a book. I will talk to you again on Sunday. I will let you know how it goes. I really want to write and at the end of that. Um, yeah, that's pretty, like, 
this is the this poem will get deleted from you know if I end up making that manuscript that I was telling you about it, this would clearly get deleted. But it is useful for me to I'm trying to figure out how to manage these Saturdays and I think what happens is I'm like I just binge YouTube videos and drink way too much coffee and then I feel super fucked up and get crazy and I gotta not do that, but it's it's an easy trap. And uh, and as I was saying, we went on this awesome little road trip to a farmer's market that was closed and and we just, you know, we were just moving, moving around and doing stuff and seeing new things and being on the highway and all that stuff. And we, we had a good Saturday and, uh, and it was fun. And now, now it's Sunday and I'm letting you know how it went. It went good. So that's a pretty cute little set of poems. Actually, I started off in the beginning being like, I'm fucking depressed. Um, everything is chaos. And at the end I was like, I'm going to try to do better tomorrow and I did and now I'm okay um, so do with that what you will um, okay well that's uh, I've said everything that um, I wanted to say for now and and thank you as usual um, I'll keep thinking about the future of, of all this stuff. We'll see what happens. Either way, um, I'm going to be uh, working as hard as I can um, to to make my, my art as usual. Um, and so regardless of the form, regardless of the medium, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I really just want to put more of myself into it and... And, um, you know, that's what this is. So thank you. Um, um, and, uh, we'll see you again in a week. Okay.